0: Do you have less than 10 minutes to learn something new? The Latin Learner podcast offers helpful information from experts of the school community on a wide variety of topics. The clock starts now, so let's get started.
1: Liberal arts is really about teaching people to understand the world and then to change the world for better. I feel like that's the aspirational goal of a liberal arts education, is that you can look at the world, you can understand it, and then you can see, how do I improve it? What's my piece in improving it?
2: Studying technology and computer science is now fundamental to knowing how the world around you works. I mean, from the morning you wake up to when you go to bed, you are interacting with and using technology And um, underneath that computer science and um, computational thinking, it's essential to then understanding how the world around us works.
0: We look at the block-based coding that that can make that robot move forward 100 centimeters and move backwards. Um, So I think that sort of awareness when they're younger is that everything isn't just a drive mode. It's really, (laughs) there's a creator behind it and that they can be those creators.
1: I'm Ash Hansberry. I am an upper school computer science teacher, and I am also the department chair for the computer science
2: department. I'm Bobby Uman, middle school computer science teacher.
1: I'm Fiona Dini, the lower
0: school computer science and technology integration specialist. How do you teach computational thinking skills to lower school students? Well, I will start with my JK students when I talk about that. We do a, a unit at the beginning of the year when they start at Latin, and it is completely unplugged, they're not using any technology when they do this unit. And we read a story called Hello Ruby, and they're introduced to a character who goes through her day solving different problems. She has a, a mystery to solve. And um, along the way, she's learning how to break down those problems. Again, she's doing decomposition, she's doing abstraction, she's noticing patterns, she's also thinking about sequencing. Um, in, in the story, Again, those words I try to use as I'm reading the story, and um, the, and then connecting those to an activity. But that might be um, that they are creating. We did one activity where the character needs a ladder, and they need to build the ladder. Well, once they learned how to build one part of the ladder, then they could repeat that 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 step over and over again. That they didn't need to think about how to build it every time, the same as a computer once it has uh, its program to do one one type of task, it can do that task over and over again. Um, Another example is when um, the third graders, they do a project where they are thinking about how you build a three-dimensional shape, how you would describe to somebody, what's the algorithm for making a three-dimensional shape. Again, not using any technology as they're doing that initially, they have to think about the steps it takes to build Say a cube, that you don't just say it's a square, that they stretch it out or that you um, that you really have to think about how it's built. And when they they record themselves, then talking about how they put the shape together using some different tools, and they go back and they listen to their descriptions and how one person may make something differently than another. But that as, if you start to think about the amount of different ways that you can make a cube, there's probably one way that's the most efficient way. So they um, take those ideas and then they break that down, the steps that they take to build that cube or that pyramid and then they record those and also take pictures along the way of how they're building each step. So they're, it's making them really be conscious about how you put something together and um, that it's not just done all in one.
2: So I don't know that the the larger pieces differ from any of our divisions, but I would say that you know in the middle school, I have to think about this particular phase of their lives when they're really into themselves and they're really discovering what they're into and what they're not into and then formulating projects that allow them the maximum amount of self-direction six through eighth or we're learning about web development and so I have learned more as I the final project being a design your own web page um, more about the Gilmore girls and BTS and um, you know any sports team, than I've ever known because, you know, they've got that uh, agency. And so in the middle school, especially giving that more agency to do what they want to do. Um, So I would say that's one of the ways in particular in the middle school uh, that the method may be a little bit different.
1: And I would say in the upper school, it's really just continuing with this pattern that Fiona and Bobby laid out. We're really just circling back to all of the same skills that we've been teaching them and then maybe doing it a little bit more complex and in a little bit more depth and uh, with a little bit more sort of personal autonomy there. So, you know, where a student might learn about an algorithm on paper, get to explore an algorithm like Google's Quick Draw in the lower school, in the middle school, you know, they might get to think about, okay, what are actually the steps there and what are the applications, right? They can revisit it and take it one step further. And then by the time they get to the upper school, well, maybe they have the skills then to, to modify that algorithm or to write some code to change how it works or to write some code that adds on to what's already there. So we're really just using all of the same skills and uh, coming back to it to get into a little bit more depth and a little bit more complexity each time we see those topics.
2: And I think of one particular one kind of like tracing that JK to 12, a sorting algorithm. Like I know in the lower school, Fiona has different ways that she's teaching kids algorithms, or, you know, even when they learn about the different steps and, and things. And then in the middle school, you know, we talk about how would you sort something. And so The the kids have to like sort cards in order without being able to speak to one another. And then we talk about different sorting methods and how that might look. But then they're not, at that point, they're not programming those in the upper school. They're actually writing the code to come up with a different sorting algorithm. And so seeing that trace out uh, those teaching methods, again, just get deeper uh, each time.
0: And hearing both of you say that I really try each time I teach something, I say, this is what this may look like when you get to middle school. This is what this may look like when you get to high school college in your life, everyday life. So I really, um, even though it might be that simple tool of building a ladder or they, we think about systems for, um, planting a garden, like what, what that, what that can look like in terms of that computer science application as they
2: get older. Why is it important to incorporate computational thinking skills into a liberal arts curriculum? Okay. So this is my kind of waxing eloquently um if we if we define liberal arts as like studying the things that are most fundamental to the way that the world works um so you've got math and science and you know english you've got all these things that are when you look around they're the most fundamental to how this world around us is working then i would argue that um studying technology and computer science is now fundamental to knowing how the world around you works. I mean, from the morning you wake up to when you go to bed, you are interacting with and using technology. And um, underneath that, computer science and um, computational thinking, it's essential to then understanding how the world around us works. Um, There's a quote that's often used with you know, um, kind of CS policy and understanding. Um, Let's not produce just like consumers of technology, but let's produce creators of technology. So moving from consuming to creating is essential. And so then should be incorporated in the liberal arts.
1: I'm so glad that Bobby mentioned that quote, because that's exactly what I was thinking to this question, right? This idea that liberal arts is really about teaching people to understand the world and then to change the world for better. I feel like that's the aspirational goal of a liberal arts education, is that you can look at the world, you can understand it, and then you can see, how do I improve it? What's my piece in improving it? And if we want students to be able to understand and improve our modern world, I think what Bobby said is exactly right. We need to teach them how to create the tools, how to use the tools for their own benefit, right? Use the tools for good. Um, I think it's increasingly the case that computer science is yet another one of those skills that people need to use the tools to shape the world for good.
0: I'm thinking about some of the tools that the the, the robots, <laughs> the, the fun the fun robots that we use in the lower school, and um, the different levels of the the ways they can use the tool it goes along with what you were just saying, Ash. They of course the first thing they want to do is to use the the drive mode of all of these tools. Like where's the thing where I can just have it go? And I say, but there's there's more to this to this part to this tool there's more to what is how this how this tool works like that when you push that forward button that was programmed at one point to go forward so let's look a little deeper and then I can um, we look at the block based coding that that can make that robot move forward hundred centimeters and move backwards. Um, so I think that sort of awareness when they're younger is that everything, isn't just a drive mode. It's really <laughs> something is behind it and having it, there's a creator behind it and that they can be those creators. So that it's not just there, as you said, the or Bobby said the consumer of that toy or that robot but they actually can have some control about how it works. And then hopefully that translates as they get older and be creators of, of different things. How do you explain computer science at Latin to parents who did not have CS as part of their school's curriculum growing up? Well, that's a fun question because I love it when we have our tours come through, our, our JK families fit interested in coming to Latin and they come through into the computer science classroom. And I would say um, the way I explain it is I let them see it in action. Um, and one way, even our, our families at home, that, that they can see as many um, explanations done by students using our Seesaw app as they're taking a picture of something that they've done and they can explain that. So their parents have that little window into their world of computer science. Um, I think when I also have students do the explaining, if, if people are coming through and really have them think about why they are using that tool or why Scratch works so well for making this project um, to have your characters move in a certain way and um, have the kids really think about Think about the why to to the reason why we're using different tools in computer science and really why for lower school students and I'm sure middle and upper school as well, why it's so fun to be a creator in something that um, we, I think as adults and probably many parents didn't feel that it may have been as fun if it was something that didn't feel uh, comfortable when when they were maybe learning about it in high school for the first time. So hopefully that sense of, of um, comfort and excitement when they are um, in three and four and five and going on up from there. That that continues as they as they move through school.
2: When we have those uh, meetings in the middle school, I often say computer science is not just coding, um, because um, parents will immediately um, associate CS and coding. Which many of us that was our first kind of experience into computer science is like take this programming class um, or. Nowadays, there's a lot of coding camps available. And so their kid goes into coding and uh, into one of the coding camps, and then they'll come and say, so-and-so knows a lot about CS. And that's when I get to, again, to say like, well, it's not just about coding. It's about algorithms. It's about problem solving. It's about networks. It's about uh, so many things. Um, uh, I also uh, like to tell them that it's, it's collaborative. It's not just, you know... Your, your child in a hoodie in their basement drinking monster energy drinks on their own, like, this is a collaborative thing. Um, and so it doesn't, it, it, it's meant to be that way. And, and then at the end of the day, it's like, us it's, it allows you to be creative in so many different ways. And um, it's just another tool that we want to give to your child to have in their toolbox. Um, to to express whatever gifts and talents they have.
1: I think what Fiona and Bobby uh, were both saying ties into this idea that we're trying to reshape for parents and for students what computer science is, right? Some parents, based on the offerings they had at school, some colleagues even used to have this idea, you know, that computer science is very limited to just coding and just apps. And I think we have the power to do when we're teaching computer science to our youngest students when we're sharing these interdisciplinary projects through all of our different subjects i think we have the power to reshape what computer science is to make it this liberal arts problem solving fun subject that that we all know it to be and i think when parents see it that way they can see that the power of it that it is a fun subject and it is helping my student to you know both solve problems in all of their classes now, but also solve problems when they go out into the world in the future. I was in a JK classroom today and their chicks are hatching. So they were
0: very excited yesterday I was in there and they were still in their egg form and they were very excited to show me. And they said, maybe the next time when we're in computer science, we can use Scratch Junior and we can show how the chick went from being inside the egg into, into being in the world. So they were just so excited about it. So I, would, like, I was so excited to hear them make that connection between how they can show um, in a science experiment or they can tell a story using um, computer science.
1: I love to hear things like that. I had a student come and tell me that they had uh, figured out how to not do their math homework. And I was like, oh no, what have you done? And they said, well, actually I did my math homework And then I realized that I could make a program to do my math homework. And it's like, it's so exciting. Not that we should encourage them not to do their homework, but it's so exciting to see things like this, where our students are making the connections on their own. You know, we don't have to point it out to them. Once they get used to this way of thinking, they're able to make all these connections on their own, which is really exciting.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Latin Learner Podcast. Check out other episodes on our website at latinschool.org slash podcast.